There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Psychic Scoop. I'm your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I am an evidential psychic medium, intuition teacher, and astrologer here to usher you through your spiritual awakening. I have a really juicy, amazing episode for you today with special guest. But first things first, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Even if you're a new listener or this is your first time popping on, I just have so much gratitude for you. If you even had time to write a little review and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, I really appreciate you. And I read every single review that comes in. I don't even know if you know this, but I am a one, I wanted to say one trick pony. (laughs) That's not what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that I am a one team pony. (laughs) Yeehaw over here. I do podcast reach, SEO, show notes, editing for hours upon hours upon hours, all on my own. So just wanted to let you know that all of this hard work does pay off when I get to see those ratings and reviews and DMs of you being touched by any episode that I put out. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And if you haven't left a review yet, I would love, love, love if you could take a moment to do so. But if not, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. And it is a pleasure to be here in the spiritual space with you. So let's get into today's episode. I'm so stoked. And I was so excited to talk to Stacy McGee. She is a medical intuitive. I found Stacy through you guessed it, a TikTok. (laughs) I've been spending a lot of time on the talk these days. And let me tell you, spirit really does come through to give me the guests that I need. And I reached out to Stacy, and she responded immediately. I connected with her and then I saw her birth chart and I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder. And she is just like full of water in her chart, which you'll hear later because I give her a full astrology reading. But she has a lot of wisdom to share about how to reconnect to our body and also the spiritual significance of tattoos and birthmarks. We get into a lot of beautiful conversations. So this is a great episode and thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm not going to do an outro on this episode. So you know where to find me, spiritsis.com, Instagram at spirit underscore sis and TikTok spirit sis. And I'll leave all the juicy info in the show notes. Please enjoy today's episode with Stacy. Stacy, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm a huge fan of you. Like seriously, I've been following you for a while and I just love you. I also love on your website, you called yourself a psychic weirdo. I relate to that on a soul level. <laughs> so thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me. I, I It's so hard for me to, people are like, what are you? And I'm like, a psychic weirdo is the best thing that I could come up with. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> But for listeners that are intro to you right now, um, you are a medical intuitive. So would you mind explaining what is a medical intuitive? 
Oh my gosh. Well, um, the first thing to describe what a medical intuitive is, I, I need to de- describe what it is not because a lot of people, um, get the misconception that medical intuitives are out there diagnosing illnesses and they're pretending to be doctors. And that's like simply just not the case. So first throw that out of your head because that is not the case. Um, But really what a medical intuitive is from my perspective is someone who is able to see the energetic and the spiritual imbalances within someone's body, mind, and soul. And through this, you know, sixth sense, if you will, we're able to help people understand um, the source, especially the spiritual source of their illness, maybe what's going on or what's causing their illness. And I know for me personally, I give my clients the information that can then empower them to have conversations with their healthcare practitioners to further their healing journeys and things like that. So that's the nutshell version, but it's a little bit more complicated for me because it's very much tied into my autism and a lot of other things too. So. Totally. Yeah. And I love your website, Spirit Fluent, because you're fluent in everything spirit. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand it's not like an easy, like, okay, what is it? But that was a beautiful description. And, oh, I wanna, and I'm sure during COVID you were busy and probably feeling a lot of that collective healing happening or maybe not healing. I'm sure you felt that. Yeah, COVID was, um, I'm not going to lie, I think like a lot of people when it first hit, it felt so heavy and so dark and just so, uh, right? And it was funny, it wasn't toward till, towards the end of COVID where I was like, hold on. And I scrolled back, I keep notes of a lot of my dreams. I have, I guess, prophetic type dreams, if you will, dreams of the future. And I was like, hold on, I scrolled back to my notes. And I was like, Oh, you dreamed about this like seven years ago. (laughs) Duh. You know, not surprised. Wow. You're very tapped in. Well, let me ask you then your origin story. Like, how did you learn about your gifts? And how did you discover the accuracy of your gifts? It's kind of a long story. I I was really born with my gifts. Um, You know, I remember as young as five or six, having dreams of the future. That was always a really big thing for me and still is dreams of the future and things that will happen. Um, But I also just kind of knew things about people. Like I could feel through, it was almost like I had telekinesis is the best way to describe it. But I remember going up to people and being like, oh, your liver's sick or oh, you're being mean because your mommy yelled at you this morning. I actually said that to a child um, in my third grade class and got in trouble for that. My parents got called in. Um, (laughs) You know, I saw ghosts and things like that. Um, I even had kind of a brief spiritual awakening in high school. But, you know, I kind of ended up asking the universe to shut off my gifts for a long time because I was like, I didn't understand them. I didn't know how to use them. Um, I had a really dramatic experience where I dreamed of some tornadoes that happened in Missouri. And then two weeks later, this town was decimated. And I finally was like, universe done. I don't want to deal with this. I don't know how to handle this. Take it away. And you, you know, the universe has this sense of humor and it was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I was blissfully unaware for several years. My gifts went away. It was, I was quote unquote normal. And, and as a normal person, I, you know, and you can Google me if you want. I have a couple patents. I ran a baby product manufacturing company. And in that process, I was mentoring people and working as a, a business strategist and a business coach and running my company. And one day I got invited to, and this is all kind of 
my story is a little long, but it's all relevant, I promise. I got invited to meet Gary Vaynerchuk at a VIP event in Las Vegas, which, by the way, he seems very intense, but he's actually super amazing in person. Great, great guy. But um, I got very sick before that event. And to this day, I don't even know if I got Gary V sick. So Gary V, you know, this is pre-COVID where we didn't know like, oh, you're taking it. I was on antibiotics. I thought I'd be better. I wasn't. I ended up with septic pneumonia, which is basically blood poisoning. And about three days into the event, I remember going to my friend going, I don't feel right. I really need to go to the hospital. And I must have looked like death because I could not get a cab to the hospital. Like they took one look at me and they drove away. And finally one guy's like, okay, if you hang your head off the window, I'll take you. And I was like, okay. And I got to the hospital, long story short, they were like, oh shit, you're dying. Um, And that's kind of where my spiritual reawakening started. But it wasn't until after that working as a business strategist for a life coaching company, Radiant Coaches Academy, which they're so nice. They send me all sorts of presents. Um, (laughs) They... The, the, the owner does Stevens. We were doing an intuitive thing there and she was going around the class and she's like, tell me something intuitive you feel about me. And everybody was saying something. And I said, you have a cloud in your brain. There's right here, back here, there's an issue. And I, I'm not sure what it is, but it's, it's something you should check with your doctor about. And she goes, yeah. How did you know that? She goes, see me after class. And I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? And she pulled me aside after class and she goes, I think you're a medical intuitive. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Can I curse? I'm of so course. Sorry. Yeah. Let her rip. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I should have asked you before the podcast started. Am I allowed to curse? Cause I curse a lot, but no, yeah, no, I was like, it's good. I was like, what is that? And you know, that's what really kind of started that journey. So a very long story for a short question, but that was a beautiful story. Wow. And through that sickness, you like through the darkness came the dawn, like essentially, how are you uh, like experiencing your gifts? So are you like mostly clairsentient or do you hear things like, or do you have a blend of, I'm sure you have a blend of all of them. What's your primary, you think? Um, it, it is definitely a very big blend. I would say, you know, the feeling things is the big part, that clear feeling, right? Um, it, I just feel in my body um, sensations, you know, so like I'm reading a client and it'll like something will hurt or it'll feel like a little ant crawling across my skin. And then there's like this, this communication, like I said, it's almost like telekinesis where I'm communicating with their higher self and they start telling me things and it'll just kind of like pop into my head um, and start rambling stuff off. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so I'll, in, if you want me to kind of give you an example, how it works, I can, but, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling some energy in your, your right arm. Um, and, you know, this means that you, you've had fighting, you've been fighting with your, you know, mother or things like that. And, um, you know, or like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, my eyebrow itches and you're frustrated with your spirituality and you're trying to understand things and, you know, things like that. And I'll just relay what I'm hearing. And they're always like, oh yeah, that's, that's true. And so like some of it's like stuff I receive and then some of it's stuff I've learned as I read clients. Like I always know if a right big toe comes in, it's a throat chakra thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that yeah, it's like your spirit dictionary. I have that as well. 
Is it hard to discern sometimes if that energy is yours or someone else's? I'm sure with your gifts and they've evolved in so many ways, but like I have issues sometimes where before a client, like I'll wake up with an earache and then I'll just say to them, like, do you have an ear infection? They're like, yeah. Does that happen to you all the time? All the time, all the time. In fact, two months ago I woke up and I could have sworn I had a kidney infection. I was like, oh my God. And I told my husband, I'm like, this hurts. I'm in pain. I'm going to the ER. I went to the ER, sat there for eight hours. And they're like, nothing's wrong with you. Go home. And I was like, shit, what the hell? I thought for sure something was wrong with me. And um, my daughter-in-law called me like two hours later. She's like, I just got out of the ER with a kidney infection. What herbs can I take? And I'm like, oh shit, it was yours. Um, (laughs) So I always have to constantly remind myself, is this mine? Is this someone else's? Am I meant to feel this? Am I meant to take action on it? And I still struggle with that a little bit because I also deal with anxiety. And so I'm like, you know, and I've kind of come up with a little like checklist for me to kind of go through it. And that helps a little bit. So. Yeah. I feel that on such a deep level, (laughs) being an anxious person myself and then feeling things and trying to discern, is this mine? Is this mine? Is this not mine? Yeah. Do you think that emotions and trauma affect your physical health in the long term? A thousand percent. I see it over and over and over again with my clients all the time. And I, I actually, there's, I've actually found there's a few places that trauma really seems to get lodged with people. Um, especially childhood traumas seem to appear in the this kidneys, the skin, the liver, the stomach, um, and the heart kind of lungs area. And it can go other places, but those tend to be like the big culprits of where things get stuck. That makes so much sense too, especially the heart. If you're holding it heavy in your heart subconsciously over time, that trauma just lays there. To me, the heart is the home of your higher self, your soul per se. And as we we protect ourselves, we kind of create protection around that heart so that we don't get hurt and we end up closing that off too. Mm. That's what I love about things that you teach the collective. You go through the body parts and say, hey, like (laughs) if you're holding weight in this area, this is what happens. And when I saw your uh, TikTok about the forearm tattoo, I burst into tears. So I wanted to talk about the significance of tattoos. And I guess if you're thinking about getting a tattoo, how to use your intuition to pick the place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's funny that I, discovering the tattoo thing actually kind of happened after I started writing about and discovering the meaning of birthmarks. And my husband and I went up to Sedona for this kind of dinner business thing. And in this discussion we were having, they were talking about, they had this kind of energy scanning machine that could scan the energy of um, people and the lady was telling me, she goes, oh, you have a tattoo. And I said, yeah. She goes, let me scan you. She goes, yep. And I go, well, what is it? And she goes, every time I scan someone with the tattoo, there's an energy depletion in that area, a leakage, if you will. And I was like, all of a sudden, the cogs in my head started spinning. I was like, oh my God, tattoos are healing. It's leaking all out all of that energy that we've been holding on to. That's why people get tattoos. What? Like It was just like this epiphany. And I was like, holy crap, this is what happens. And so then I was able to connect, like, I was like, okay, the birthmarks mean this in this area. So if the person who gets the tattoo in this area has it, it's going to mean they're going to be healing X, Y, Z. And so I started connecting these dots and I was like, epiphany, it just blew my mind. Um, So that's kind of how I came about with some of it. 
um, was that moment. And then I just sat with spirit and I was like, teach me about this, teach me about this because, you know, I, I was born in the seventies. Um, so when I grew up, people with tattoos were the biker dudes, the, you know, the scary people from jail, like the people you were like, you were taught to be afraid of people with tattoos. You were taught that everyone who has a tattoo is probably a bad person. Steer clear of them. And when I came to this, especially also because I grew up Mormon and, you know, we're like, don't get tattoos. It's of the devil, whatnot, running it right. And so I was like, no, this is not the case. These people are healing stuff. They're trying to heal. And that's why I was like, I have to speak on this and I have to teach about what they mean so that people understand that it's a process of healing. And that's why they're there. Now, it's not to mean that like everybody who has a tattoo is a good person. So we know some yucky people have tattoos. And I, I I try to never actually go into the darker meanings, but usually kind of stay over into the light because I don't want people judging someone for their tattoo. I don't want someone looking at the tattoo and saying, well, you know, the light side means this, the dark side means this. Ooh, I'm going to steer clear of that person. You know what I mean? But it's good to have awareness that there's both energies there like anything in life. And I think it's so profound that spirit came through for you to communicate that because I had a lot of conditioning around tattoos too. And my parents said, you'll know, you'll never get a job if you have a tattoo, silly stuff. And then when I went through my spiritual awakening, started my business, you know, cut off some toxic family members, went no contact with my narcissistic father. I got this tattoo. I planned it with my astrology transits. I was like, oh, okay. I'll activate it under the Aries full moon. Like I totally geeked out on this. And then I think it's just so beautiful that you can choose a tattoo that can heal you and have that be that beautiful thing that always is there to remind you of how you're healing. So thank you for communicating that so beautifully. Absolutely. Oh, how many tattoos do you have? I wanted to ask. I have three. So yeah, Um, I have a scorpion on my left ankle, which is really funny. I actually got that after I left my abusive ex. Um, I was staying in domestic violence shelter and I was young and stupid. I was like, I'm going to spend some of my hard-earned cash on a tattoo. And I got this scorpion. And it's funny. I didn't realize at the time that I have Scorpio in my chart. You're Scorpio rising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, now I'm like, oh, that's where the scorpion came from. Um, but I also have a heart on my left shoulder, um, which I got when I was 16. My ex-husband signed for me to get it. And then I have my ex-husband's name on my right shoulder, which technically I keep because it's also my son's name. And so I'm like, it's his name too. And so, yeah, I have those, I have plans to get a couple more, you know, when budgeting allows. So (laughs) totally. So I guess tattoos are something you can choose to heal, but birthmarks are pretty karmic. Would you say? Mm, In some ways, I, I guess that that would be some ways they're karmic. Really, the way that I I see things is we're here to learn. Um, Actually, I get my little notebook out here uh, because I'm going to read to you something. And this is going to make sense. I'm sorry, but you know me, a storyteller. I love it. So, you know, we all hear this thing like we're here to learn lessons, right? That's why we're here. Learn and grow as spiritual beings. But I kind of want to add in something that spirit taught me because not everyone came to learn lessons. Some came to teach them. Some came to help others grow. Some came to just watch and observe. Some came to heal and some came to actually create chaos. So 
just kind of keep that in mind that it's not everyone's here to learn, but typically what birthmarks show me is there's ancestral generational things, lessons, healing that needs to take place. Um, So sometimes that's karmic. Sometimes like white birthmarks in particular are connected with highly spiritual family lineage. And it's a reminder that, Hey, you come from like the lineage of a shaman make sure that you stay on that path, right? Um, Some, like if you have a red birthmark on the very back of your neck, that's the gift of the psychic psychic of the intuitive, but it's a reminder you need to listen to your intuition and not let the past hold on to you, right? And so sometimes it's for us, things that we're here to learn. Um, Sometimes it's ancestral stuff we're here to heal right I felt emotional as you were reading that like I've been I've almost burst into tears several times you've been talking (laughs) must be your Piscean nature coming through I've thought about birthmarks a lot do you believe that birthmarks have significance towards your past lives at all because I've heard that theory I'm not sure if it's true or not yeah I've heard the theory as well and past lives is not an area of strong expertise for me if you would have asked me four years ago, I would have been like, no, there's no such thing as past lives. This is all epigenetic, right? But then, you know, I've seen some evidence where, you know, there's some undeniable experiences with past lives. And so the way I look at it now, like there's there's this saying that your birthmark shows how you died in a past life, okay? Now, when we look at a birthmark or an area of energetic weakness in the body, that area of energetic weakness is the first place that I, I hate to say attract, but for lack of a better term, where you will attract an illness or an injury, right? So if you have an energetic weakness, um, like in your right pointer finger, you may attract an injury there, right? If you get to your, what I call breaking point energy. So if you had a past life where you were at your breaking point, and you had an energetic weakness, that energetic weakness would be the place where you would receive an illness or an injury. And thus, as you come back and reincarnate, that birthmark would be there to show you, hey, didn't learn the lesson last time. Reminder, reminder, learn this time, right? So in a way, it could be how you died in a past life, or it literally could not be. It could be because you know, like we see family birthmarks go over and over again. It could be because your parents couldn't let go of something or your grandparents, or, you know, I've seen things go back 15, 20 generations, right? So it's kind of an intertangled mess, if if you will. (laughs) Yeah. So again, all these questions, there's so many layers to it. I'm sure we could just keep talking. And also, you know, there's the, like, do you believe in like the feminine and the masculine side of the body as well? Yes. Yeah. So that's different if you have a birthmark on one limb and not the other, right? There's probably some significance to that as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like let's, because you're like, we were talking about forearm tattoos, let's go into forearm birthmarks, right? So, and I, I did actually videos of this on my TikTok, but so if you have a left forearm mark, a lot of these people were labeled as witches, but really what it is about is being spiritually controlled, being pulled out of spiritual alignment, not allowing your true spiritual self to express. So anyone who was burned at the stake as a witch, or maybe they just weren't allowed to practice their religion, 
or were controlled as a feminine energy would end up with that mark as a reminder to speak your truth, to allow your divine feminine to lead, to allow yourself to be who you are as a spiritual human. And that's, that's kind of the, the lesson of that side. And, you know, like I said, we can go down rabbit holes. If you look at the right side, the right side marks on the right forearm are a little bit more ominous where they speak of physical control. So like those um, who have ancestors who were in like the Native American boarding schools um, who were physically controlled by like a government or a, an entity outside of them get those marks. And so they show marks of physical trauma of literally physically being moved or or harmed, if you will. Wow. Wow, that's so deep. <laughs> I went my whole life not realizing I had a birthmark. And then I found out I had one later in life. I don't know if it just appeared or maybe my awareness, but I have one on the back of my right heel. Uh, but it's but it's not, it's a little more, um, it's like a little lighter in color. It's dark. But it's so interesting that I, it, is there significance to finding a birthmark later in life? Or I guess what's the significance of a back heel birthmark? Well, yeah, we'll talk about both of those things because I mean, yeah. So if you have a mark that appears later than in life, technically, is it technically considered a birthmark right. medically? Right. But I, I've had marks that have appeared on my body. You know, like I had a little um, Nevi mole that appeared over my heart chakra. I know I have heart chakra to work to do. Right. So sometimes they appear. Sometimes we just notice them and we're like, oh, I never noticed that before. But definitely there's significance to all marks on the body. And when you look at that right heel, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, she's stubborn. She's stubborn. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> right? She's the, the dig, dig your heels in. And, um, you know, if I believe in it, I'm not going to be moved. So one, that's a birthmark, a little bit of like belief preservation and cognitive dissonance that we need to learn. Right? Wow. So that's in general, but it's all, it's past, it's in the back of the body. So that's past stuff. And for you specifically, sorry, I'm just picking up your energy with this. It, it's showing like, you're not just the only one in your family that's like this. It feels like father to me. Father's also kind of stubborn. But oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> That's like, and so that's kind of like, like we know, like, okay, it's something on the back of the heel makes her stubborn, but then, you know, we go in more and your, your higher self will reveal more of like, okay, this, this belongs in her family. Like, so there's generational stubbornness for you that needs to be healed with that. And that's that right side. So that's masculine stuff. That's your job, your work, your money, your creation, your physical world. You know, it's a message of like, where are you being too stubborn? Where are you like, holding on to beliefs that need to be shifted or changed. And, you know, I have a feeling that you're the one that's healing that stuff in your family, but you know, you correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> no, working on it. Yeah. And a lot of people in my family have Aries moon, including myself. And I would, I would categorize us as pretty stubborn in our beliefs so that you nailed that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. When I told uh, my listeners you were coming on, they were so excited and they had a few questions. If you don't mind, I'm going to, um, I'm going to read some oh. audience uh, participation questions. Fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we already talked about a few of them. Okay. So this is a really good one. Fear versus intuition when it comes to our own body. Like how do we not Google ourselves into 
cancer or like you said, I went, I went to the hospital because I thought I had kidney problems, right? Cause you're feeling it. So are there any practices that help us get into our bodies more and not try to escape them? That was from Lauren <laughs> wrote that in. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ah, you've asked the perfect person about this because that was my biggest struggle and still is, is like, how do I know this is not a fear? This is not, you know, my trauma's coming up and this is actually intuition. I, you know, I, and I'll teach you kind of a technique I teach my clients, but in the beginning of COVID, um, my husband was like, I'm taking the kids hiking. We've been stuck out in this house too long. We're going to go out in the woods and be away and, and go hiking. And I instantly felt like this anxiety in this dread. And I was like, you can't go. Someone's going to get hurt. I'm not going with you. Something's going to go wrong. And um, he went on the hike and came back and he called me as he's coming down the hill. He's like, everything's going great. My daughter's running down the hill. He goes, don't run down the hill. Tripped and fell. Schmook broke her wrist. Um, Luckily it was not very bad, but I was like, I was right. What? But that anxiety gets in our way a lot of time. Our fears get in our way. Our cognitive dissonance and belief preservations get in our way. So this is what I use myself. And I also teach my clients, especially if you struggle with anxiety and you're an intuitive, I've found this is a really powerful way to kind of bypass that. So I use muscle testing. People notice kinesiology sometimes really simple way to be like, okay, is this mind? Because it, it bypasses your consciousness and goes straight to your higher self to ask those questions. And so if you're starting out, literally what I do is I just speak my name and I'll feel where my body moves. And that is my yes. And then I'll speak a name that's not mine. So I'll be like, my name is Stacy. There's my yes. My yes pulls forward for me. And then I'll say something like, my name is Bob. And my, my body will pull back because my name's obviously not Bob, right? But then I'll take this a little bit deeper and I'll ask my, my body to say, you know, show me protection. And for me, protection is like my body feels like it's being pushed down. Um, I feel a little bit of anxiety kind of more in my, my stomach. And then I'll say, show me anxiety. And anxiety is up here in my chest for me. I feel it like, oh, I can feel it grab me. And so now I know the difference like between something that's going to protect me and something that's anxiety, right? And so I use those and you can go further with this if you want. You could ask your body to show you so many different things, right? Um, like if my body kind of doesn't move or it's like in a it's like a like a little wobbly, that's more of a maybe or ask a different question. But I use that to kind of especially when I'm anxious or I'm feeling something where I'm like, is this mine or somebody else's? And I've even taught it to my kids. I taught it to my son. He actually had an anxiety attack. He plays football, but he's a super spiritual kid. And he came home and he's like, mom, I felt like I was going to cry. And I didn't know what to do. And I said, okay, let's go through this and figure out what's going on. So I taught him the muscle testing. And I said, now let's ask, is this yours or is this someone else's? And he goes, my body's telling it it belongs to someone else's. I said, okay. And let's ask if it belongs to your team or anyone on your football team. He goes, no. 
And I said, let's ask if it belongs to the collective consciousness. He goes, what's that? And I said, like everybody else around you. And he goes, okay. And he's like, yes, it does. And I said, okay, so you're feeling everyone else's anxiety and it's not yours. And then I taught him, like, can you ask your body if you can release it? Can you have permission to release this? And he says, my body said, yes. And I said, okay, just imagine that it's flowing off of your body. Send it back into the earth. Allow mother earth to absorb that for you. You know, let the wind blow through you. And he's like, we did some little deep breathing. He's like, oh, you feel so much better. And I said, okay, next time you feel this, make sure you're asking these questions if it's yours or someone else's and release it. But, you know, you can ask the questions like, am I meant to take action on this or am I just feeling it? You know, like this is why I, you know, with my, I have mirror touch synesthesia, so I don't go out into public places often because I'm constantly barraged by everybody's stuff. And, you know, sometimes I'll walk by someone at the grocery store. I'm like, whoo, headache. And I'm like, okay, is this mine or someone else's? Oh, it's the person at the grocery store. Okay. Am I meant to do anything? Like, am I meant to talk to this person or, or share anything? And spirit's like, nope, you just randomly picked up their energy because your energy wasn't protected well enough. And I'm like, okay. And I'll just say process and release, take a deep breath and walk on. So I don't know if that answered that question. It answered it plus some. That was such a great answer. And I love that you are promoting having a conversation with your body and getting to know what those signs feel like and how it could feel differently for you than it feels for someone else or knowing this is how anxiety sits. This is how fear sits or this is how excitement sits. You know, I think... I think we all just need to talk to ourselves and talk to our higher selves and talk to our bodies more. And then that will, yeah, that that's a beautiful way. Um, okay. Another question came in. Is there any new problems that you're seeing that light workers may now be experiencing? Oh, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind and it kind of piggybacks on what we were just talking about is that new light, light workers, people are waking up. Um, especially the people of the rainbow and they start looking for knowledge and wisdom for teachers for help and they're getting distracted by things that are not helpful and are you know there's a lot of like rules and so it's almost like you're like you're a lot of people are um, deconstructing religion but then they're jumping into spiritual rules and practices and like, oh, you can only do it this way or you can only do it that way. And they get tripped up by what they should be doing instead of what is best for them. So like when I'm teaching intuition, I'm teaching people, what does your body say? What is your path? What are your methods? You know, like when I, and I, I did this when I first started too, I trained in Reiki and pranic healing and like I first used a pendulum and spirit was like, I don't want you using tools. I don't want you using other people's stuff. I want to be able to communicate you with you in a way that doesn't require you to have anything but you, right? And I think that's so important is, and I, I'm not lying. Like I go to books all the time. I research shit out of stuff. I love to research, but um, and there's nothing wrong with it. But really the most powerful thing you can do is connecting to your higher power and your higher self and saying what's best for me, you know, because like everybody says, oh, if you're going to spiritually protect yourself, wear crystals, put a bubble around you, things like that. Well, depending on your soul purpose and your energy field, you might need something different. Like for me, I wear turquoise as a protection. I wear amethyst. I wear copper bracelets. 
um, to protect me. But instead of putting a bubble around me, I actually collapse my auric field down around me, almost like a, like an armor, like a scaly armor, because that's what works better for me. And so if we get caught up in these rules of what we think we should be doing, it, it stops us from spiritually expanding and understanding and, you know, doing what we're supposed to do. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And and I love uh, the encouragement to, I love divination tools, but using your own intuition first and really relying and, and understanding yeah. that muscle. I think that's really important for your intuition for sure. Well, exactly. It's not, there's nothing wrong with tools. Like I said, I right. use them, you know, but it's like, like I have a friend who reads tarot, but does she actually use the cards? No, it's just kind of her tool for intuition. Right. And, you know, learning the rules and things are definitely helpful. You know, like I, there's certain things that I know, like I know the thumbs and big toes or throat chakra. Right. But that's a lot different than if I listen and I hear something. So I'll be like, okay, there's a throat chakra disruption. There's fear. There's manifestation blocks. There's communication blocks. But then if I ask the client's higher self, tell me why your throat chakra is blocked. They might tell me something completely different. And so that's why it's so important because you're going to get so much more valuable information beyond what you know, right? So like I use tarot because tarot has got a lot of like rules, like what the cards mean and things like that, where it's like, you know, you know, card this card means X, Y, Z, but if you're using your intuition, that reading is just going to be more powerful and for yourself or whoever else you're giving it to. I loved that answer so much. Okay. I'll take one more. Uh, so I, I know I actually have seen a video of yours talking about this, but I know there is a little bit of significance or spiritual significance to holding weight in your body. So would you mind just briefly talking about people who hold weight like either in their stomachs or like for us women, like in that upper uterus area, is there, <laughs> I know it's like a, it's a tough topic, but yeah, no, it's, it's fine because there's significance to everything, right? Spiritual weight gain first. And a lot of people think when I gain weight, I'm broken, right? Something's wrong with me. So I want to kind of dispel that myth first. Nothing is wrong with you. It is actually showing something is right with you. It's showing that your body says there's a danger. Something's wrong around me that I need to protect myself from. Right. And so it's functioning properly in the way that it's, it's actively working to protect you. And I actually get a lot more concerned with a client who cannot gain weight or who's losing weight rapidly because that shows a disconnection from self. It shows their spirit is shifting away from where it needs to be, that they're losing that spiritual um, soul energy from their physical form. So that's, I think, one thing to kind of really understand is that nothing's wrong with you. Something's right with you, that your body is putting you in a place of safety. And that's a good thing. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm a curvy gal. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to understand. And I, you know, I've actually been working a lot on spiritual weight loss for myself, like, wondering how I can actually release these things. And it's, it's been interesting, but moving into the stomach, you know, we look at the stomach and the stomach, it's kind of embodying two different chakras. It is the solar plexus and the sacral, right? So to me, the solar plexus is the emotional processor. It is our gut instincts. Whereas the sacral is that divine feminine and masculine kind of where they collide. Um, it is our sacred energy. When we look at these, these two areas, you know, specifically 
I'm going to address the FUPA because I think it'll have the most impact for your listeners. When we gain weight, especially that FUPA area, it will typically show some sort of sexual trauma. It'll indicate that that sacred divinity has been violated in some way. Now there's layers to sexual trauma, right? There's, you know, there's rape, there's molestation, but there's also, you know, I've had women who have had birth trauma that shows up in their body as sexual traumas. And so there, there's different ways that it can happen. It can happen with a partner who you mar- you're married to, or you're, you're in a long-term relationship with, but there's anger or, anger or betrayal that you're holding on to in that area as well. And there's always, there's different layers of trauma and it's important to understand that trauma, and this is not to discount experiences, but that trauma is more when, especially when it comes to how it affects your body about how you process what happened versus what actually happened. Right. And so that's why like someone who has a very traumatic birth experience, birthing their child or even being birthed themselves can show up with that FUPA sex trauma energy because of how it happened, what it happened to them. And they probably went, oh, it's okay. It it was just, it was just, everybody has a rough birth. No big deal. Right. I'm I'm mind blown. Yes. Yes. Because I think everyone can think of a time where, yeah, their body has felt off in some way and can relate it to a past trauma. So yes. Beautiful. Now I kind of want to switch gears. I want to talk about you in your astrology chart and I want the (laughs) listeners to just experience this with me because your chart is unreal and I love it. And you're basically doing exactly what you need to be doing in life based off your astrology chart. (laughs) I'm a little scared, but okay. Oh my gosh. Do not be scared. So uh, the first thing, I don't know, did you realize that you were born on a new moon? I think I've heard that. I've also heard that I was born near a solar eclipse as well. Yes. Yeah, actually. Yes, you were. (laughs) I did not even realize that until I'm looking. Yes, 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 you are a solar eclipse. So you are a Pisces sun and moon and you are Scorpio rising. What's really amazing too about your chart is you have all of this beautiful, uh, you have your sun, moon and Mars sitting in your fourth house, which rules like divine feminine and motherhood. And you've talked about your kids. You are meant to be a mother and you are meant to be a teacher first and foremost in this lifetime. But what I look at when I look at the um, when I look at people who are talking about health, I look at their Mars because Mars represents the physical body. Your Mars is conjunct your moon, which is all about your intuition. So you having intuition about people's bodies is spot the F on. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> And your moon is in zero degrees, a critical degrees, Pisces, and your Mars is in Aquarius. So Mars in Aquarius is all about that collective consciousness and Mars ruling that physical body. You're helping people with their bodies. But then I also look to where your Chiron is sitting, which is in the house of health routines and literally the physical body. Chiron, are you familiar with Chiron? Vaguely. Astrology is not, you know, I say that I'm fluent in all things spiritual. Astrolo- the I know the basics, but that's about it. Okay, cool. So Chiron is the wounded healer. It's an asteroid that sits between Saturn and Uranus. And wherever Chiron is in your chart, it's where uh, you kind of have a little bit of a wound. But once you kind of come to terms with that wound, you're able to teach and help heal other people. So yours is sitting in the house of health 
physical body. So sometimes I see people who have this like earlier in life, they either have like body dysmorphia or they have like an interesting relationship with their body. But when they grow older and especially after they turn 30, 35, they start to realize how to heal their body from the inside out with this placement. And then they also want to help others do the same, which is literally what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And about 35, 36 is right when my spiritual awakening happened too. So there you go. <laughs> and your North Node is in Virgo, which is also rules like health and routines, which is perfect. But the one thing I wanted to talk to you about the most as I was looking at your chart, because I can't deny it. So of course, spirit, you know, spirit always, everything is uh, meant to be. And we are recording this now the day before a solar eclipse in Scorpio that just happens to be aspecting your chart and your rising sign almost perfectly. <laughs> Uh <laughs> so the solar eclipse um sorry the both the pairs of eclipses that happened in May mm -hmm. did you feel a significant change in May of 2022 Yeah and it it's been continuing where I'm like what is going on <laughs> and it's going to be the next 2 years you're blowing up because you're Scorpio rising but the eclipse that happened in, I think it was like May 15th, it was a lunar eclipse uh, on in Scorpio that aspected your first house, but it also was right on top of your natal Uranus because you have Uranus in the first house, which just means like breaking, breaking through to people, but also feeling this fierce independence and this leadership and this innovation that's going to happen for you. But because since you're changing and evolving, it's actually helping other people like grow and change because you're definitely a leader. And also Uranus is making aspects to all those fourth house placements, uh, your sun and your moon and your Mars. Yeah, that, that about describes what's going on because I'm like, I'm very much shifting from what I've been doing for the past couple of years into doing some new things. And yeah, okay. Now, now I'm like, okay, it's all, I mean, we all know that things are meant to be, but it's just, it's lovely to get that confirmation of like, okay, that all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. And leaning into that. I mean, yeah, your chart, you are intuitive in a hundred different places in your chart. No doubt. If I didn't know anything about you, you were coming to me and I looked at your chart. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's psychic AF. <laughs> Sometimes too much. I think you're a sponge. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And you have your Pluto making a sextile to Neptune. So yeah, you Sometimes it could get dark at times if you don't protect yourself, which I think you already talked about. I think the biggest thing for you is to follow your intuitive voice. But e even if it's off kilter, off beat, feels like, oh my gosh, like I don't give any rats what people think because the more innovative and interesting that you make things, even the more like little rebellious things are the things that people will latch on to you. Yeah, that that makes sense, you know, because for so long, I tried to fit in the box of what I thought I should be. And I very much resisted where I am now, because I was like, spirits, like, I want you to go help people heal. And I was like, okay, um, I think you have the wrong person for this, because like, I curse too much. I'm overweight. I don't like meditate at all as much as I should. Don't you want someone that's a little more spiritually like guruish than me? And spirits like, nah, just go do your thing. And as soon as I started being myself, it was like everything fell into place. It was like, oh, okay. And people started to see me. And it, it's funny, I had that this conversation with one of my clients the other day where I was like, you know, I learned this very 
very late in life, but the closer you are to just becoming yourself, the more people will recognize who you are and their souls will see what is in your soul and they will be drawn to you for your purpose. Um, So it makes a lot of sense. And you just have with these eclipses, the next starting in May, but honestly, for the next year or so, you have a lot of really big personal transits and changes that are happening for, for the better. Okay. I was going to say, I hope they're good because you know, <laughs> of course. And you're, yeah, you're Scorpio rising. I mean, it's, and it's Scorpio season. I mean, the fact that we're doing this timing, it's never a coincidence, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I couldn't wait to tell you that, that this, this ushering in this change is going to be just such a blessing. I I could use that. I, I'm sure just like a lot of people out there, the world has felt like it's a little bit against us, you know? So it, it's funny. I, I've made a lot of decisions to make pretty significant changes in my, especially in my business and what we're doing with spirit fluid. And I'm like, I just feel intuitively, this is the direction we need to go. But at the same time, there's this part of me that's like, is this right? Are you sure you want to do this? And so I love that confirmation that, okay, we're going to be doing what we're meant to do. And absolutely. It feels like finally, it's like, finally. Okay. (laughs) Totally. And with eclipses too, they usher and change over time. It's going to be more like subtle universal energies changing. So make those changes and then just surrender. And that's all we could do. Um, But how can, how can the listeners work with you, follow you, see all your beautiful gifts that you have to offer? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm spirit fluent, um, just the way it is. No hashtags or anything weird on all social media platforms. So it's really easy to find me wherever you're going, just spirit fluent. Um, you do have to be careful because I have a lot of impersonator accounts. So make oh, sure it's spelled correct. Me too. I hate that. <laughs> oh gosh. It's so frustrating. And it seems like the social media companies are like, yeah, whatever. You know, they don't really care to do anything. So definitely make sure you're spelling it correctly. But all it is is just spirit fluent with my name. Um, on t- TikTok's where I'm most active, although I'm getting more active um, on Pinterest and on YouTube as well. Uh, my website is spiritfluent.com. We have a lot of, you know, fun resources and classes. Um, there's over 60 free classes on my YouTube alone um, where people, if you want to learn about chakras or healing things, that's a great place to go. Um, I have a free soul purpose class on my website as well. You guys are welcome to go take Um and yeah, that's, that's where you're going to find me is, is anywhere with spirit fluent. It's you'll be able to find me. Oh, yay. Go run and follow Stacy and watch binge all her videos uh, because it's really, you're just really special. And I just thank you so much for your time and your gifts. And well, just, yeah, this was a great conversation. So thanks spirit, but thanks to you. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me. It's, it's been such a blessing. Yay. <laughs>